Today's Happy Healthy You podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash happy healthy you. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. a kid, I was so lucky to have an Aunt Sally. Aunt Sally was the closest thing to a saint I have ever known. She was a great aunt on my dad's side, and she had had tuberculosis as a child and so had grown up somewhat frail in body, but in spirit, she was gigantic. She had a faith that I could not really grasp as a young person, but as I grew to adulthood, her relationship with God became inspiration for my own. She had a complete faith and an unconditional love for her family and for everyone else, really. We had 14 cousins in our family, and during the summers, we would all travel to North Carolina and converge on the large Victorian home that belonged to our granny and poppy for some gracious Southern hospitality and family time with our grandparents and, of course, Aunt Sally. Aunt Sally had lived with them for as long as I could remember, as she had never married herself. The story was that Aunt Sally had wanted to be a nurse, but her father wouldn't let her because of her physical condition. So she ended up working at the Department of Agriculture in D.C. as a secretary for many years. What an amazing nurse she would have been. When her vision started to fail, she lived with my grandparents, and to us cousins, she was just part of the deal, and we loved her as sort of a bonus grandparent. Aunt Sally truly loved us all equally, from the oldest to the youngest, from the brattiest to the sweetest. We all knew she had our backs, and sometimes, I have to say, we took advantage of it. She would rub our backs when we were going to sleep and tell us her famous Polly and Molly stories about the twins Polly and Molly who lived on a farm with their sweet mommy and daddy, Dr. Somebody or Other. To hear Aunt Sally tell a Polly and Molly story was to be transported to Pleasantville, without the sarcasm, of course. Seriously, I could have moved right in with Polly and Molly, as their lives were innocent and perfect, carefree lives of fresh air and sunshine, and a simple, loving family life. And, of course, there were the kittens. So when I think of the word beautiful, I think immediately of Aunt Sally. Although she could not see well with human eyes, she saw us. She saw our souls, and the beauty that each one of us had as unique children of God. At some point, someone gave me the page that had been ripped from her desktop calendar on the day I was born, December 2nd. On it, she wrote, Beautiful day, and a beautiful baby girl for Sonia and Bob. She was born about three o'clock. She is a beautiful, precious baby. How sweet is that? Now, lest you think Aunt Sally was overly generous with her beautifuls, all you have to do is turn the page over to December 3rd, where she simply wrote, Very pretty day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and I'm here today to talk about beauty. What is beauty? It's a great subject. I mean, our society is so beauty-obsessed, and 
I really believe beauty comes from the inside out. And I'm here with Carol Stover. She's one of my favorite professional makeup artists, and she's based in the Baltimore, Washington, D.C. area. She has tons of experience, over 31 years of experience, in key makeup and styling for TV, video, print, film, weddings and events, you name it. An artist since childhood, Carol's approach to makeup is detailed and creative, and she really brings out the unique inner spirit of the subject. She's worked on me, and every time I work with her, and not only is it just a pleasure to work with her, but I always feel so beautiful, really, afterwards. <laughs> right, Carol? She was a makeup instructor, and she's been a speaker and a trainer for several cosmetic companies, and she continues to hold workshops and give personal instruction for models, performers, and members of the news media. Some of her clients have included Discovery Channel, Bahamas Tourism, Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York, numerous political and media figures, all those people that come into D.C., they want to see Carol, and every local TV station and sports team. She works on men and women of all ages and every ethnicity, and she's experienced with all types of makeup work. Her signature style is a clean beauty look that's natural and polished with a touch of glamour. I love that, Carol. <laughs> Welcome, Carol, to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for coming to the studio to talk to me about this. We, at the last time we worked together, we had this discussion about um, beauty and what really is beauty. And, you know, it's funny, like as an actress, um, I think most actors can can uh, resonate with this. We spend so much time looking at ourselves and like trying to figure out what look is best for this or that character. And I don't I don't know that we as actors really see ourselves the way the way we really are. And what I, I think love, that's true. I know. And mm -hmm. when I work with you, I just feel like you are able to really capture the spirit, the essence of me. And that's why I love to work with you. So, Thank you. So let's talk about that. Like when you work on famous faces and you're getting them ready for like a big event or a speaking engagement, sometimes like we, I should say we, all of us, we're at our most vulnerable. So because our faces are bare, first of all, we come to you and you really get to experience the real person. And so and up close and personal, you see those physical flaws. I mean, I do. Um, so what's that experience like for you? Like when you walk onto a set? Well, I'm kind of like their bartender or their hairdresser. <laughs> you know how you tell your bartender all your secrets and, and the hairdresser knows everything that's going on in your life. Uh, but it's almost like a step deeper for me. Uh, when you explained that um, I see inside of a person, that is exactly how it feels for me. So whether someone is famous or what I would call just a regular person, you know, a, a wonderful person, but just not someone famous it's always the same experience for me. And I think in many ways, it's the same for them too. I think they undergo this transformation that's not just physical on the outside because I'm painting on their face, but it's a transformation that I see happen for, excuse me, for them that comes from the inside of them. Yeah. And that's really what it's all about is, is it's bringing that, I think so. bringing that in the, that essence mm -hmm. of ourselves out. Mm -hmm. Because even me, I'm like surprised sometimes when I look at a finished product of a film or even a print shoot, like, I'm like, wow, that's what I meant to say. But mm -hmm. when I, if I tried to do it and I was looking in the mirror, I, I, I mm -hmm. don't think I, I don't know. It's difficult to see yourself yeah. really objectively. Mm -hmm. uh, people have asked me before, what is, who is the most difficult face that I've ever done? And I always have to say my own mm -hmm. because I still 
find it a little difficult to be objective looking in the mirror because I'm subject to the same media craziness that everybody else is. Right, right. And I look at my nose or my jawline and think, oh, I want to change this or that. But when I'm looking at someone else, I'm seeing them from a completely different perspective. Yeah. And I just start to look at them and I see all the things that I think are beautiful about them and interesting and unique. And I think uniqueness is beauty as well. Absolutely. Each of us has our very own little human signature, our own special way of expressing what we do in the world. Mm. So beauty really is the uniqueness that we're expressing. And we express it through our faces, our movements, our voice, our actions, everything that we do every day. Yeah. So I just kind of tune into that. Yeah. And here's a funny way to, to put it. And I'm going to put this in my book because I'm writing a book about this because I love this topic so very much. This is how it feels for me. It feels like I literally fall in love with that person that I'm working on for an hour. And I just discover all these incredible things about them. First, I see the physical beauty, how they have beautiful hair or a great smile, or they're just so happy, or I love their eye color, or their skin is just pretty, or they just have this health beaming out of them. I see that first. And then if I give them a nice safe space to express themselves in, meaning I'm gentle and I'm kind and I'm very allowing and just let them be who they are and make them feel that they're in good hands, that I want them to look wonderful and feel wonderful, then they begin to relax on the inside. Yeah. And then they start tiptoeing out of themselves, and I start to see even more and more about their personality and their spirit. Yeah, and then you have even more to work with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I take what I see is beautiful on the inside, and I paint that on the outside. So the camera can see it, or an audience can see it, or their friends and family can see it for whatever the purpose is that I'm working with them. Yeah, that's, that's what I really, feels. I love about working with you is you're, it's a no judgment zone. It really is. Thank and, you. And the love really comes through. So let's talk about beauty. How do you define beauty? I mean, we kind of talked about that a little bit, but let's talk about like how mm. you define beauty. How, okay. I know how I, I, I talked about in the intro, my Aunt Sally, who to me, she is the essence of beauty. I mean, she had so much unconditional love for everyone uh, and just all of us felt that sort of like what you're, t you're talking about bringing mm -hmm. to the set. And that to me is really beautiful. She I, sounds wonderful. She was an amazing woman mm -hmm. and all of us just like were blessed to, have her, to mm -hmm. have her in our lives for so long. But when you talk about beauty, our society just has it so skewed. It's the Photoshop culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we think that we have to be perfect. And mm -hmm. we're always trying to figure out what this perfect is right. because we can't really achieve it. So we're all a little on edge and a little nervous about it. And we never quite feel finished. We might put everything together and think, yes, I look awesome and walk out. But then you catch yourself in a mirror somewhere and you're like, oh, oh, I thought that was perfect. And it's, it's not quite according to whatever is in your head in the moment. It's really crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's just an idea that doesn't exist. And I think the media has an awful lot to do with it. It does. You take a look at a cover of a magazine or mm. even even women in our culture comparing ourselves with someone else. I mean, how do we get away from that? I mean, that's a huge subject it's, it's on its deadly. own. Yeah, it's yeah. deadly. I think if you, first of all, and it's a process, it's the type of thing that takes well, I, th I think it can take a lifetime of mm -hmm. peeling away all of this untruth, really. Mm -hmm. 
to who you really are and trusting that you have something unique and beautiful to offer the world. Yeah. Uh, the media is, it's, it's really designed not to show how beautiful people are, but it's designed to sell products. This is an advertising medium that we're talking about. And I used to work in advertising. And I was so excited to get my first job when I was 21 years old. And it was so awful, I cried all the way home the first day. And I'm a tough cookie. It takes a lot to get me to that point. But I realized so early on that it was, it was not a business of integrity, at least from my perspective. It didn't feel like it had integrity. And I think real beauty has to come from a place of integrity. Yeah. It has to be who you really are and expressing it. Now, what Dove is trying to do with their advertising campaign is is very interesting, and I think they're they're making some headway. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I've been watching that. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is cool. Although it's still trying to sell soap. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're they're a little better. <laughs> well, at least they're using women that are not a size two. Right. They're using women of color. They're using women of like with freckles and all different ages, because we've been brought up at this stage in society to think that women have to be very tall, very thin, uh, very chiseled features, um, you know, certain looks, certain colors. And I mean, it's, it's sad when I work with, I work with all kinds of people and I'm still working with some women of color who I can tell at the end of our session, deep down, they have this little belief in their hearts that they're not as pretty as somebody who's fairer skinned or mm -hmm. has smoother hair. And I look at them and say, wow, you're so gorgeous and hot and amazing. And I'm loving the textures and the colors. Yeah, yeah. But it's, so this stuff gets put into our brains. Right. And it's kind of like giving yourself a mini lobotomy to pull some of it out. Let's talk about true inner beauty and how someone with that quality can can change the whole dynamic of the room when they walk in. Like someone, who they is can. someone that you really admire for their, their beauty? I mean, and I, mm -hmm. when I talk about beauty, I mean whole person beauty. You know how when somebody walks into the room and you can just feel their, their vibration yes. there and they just really elevate things. Is there, is there someone you, you, that comes to mind when you think about Someone who's truly beautiful. And it's it could a be a man. A, a ma yes, it's a love yeah, vibration. It's a love vibration. So mm -hmm. it could be a man or a woman. Okay. I mean, um, I guess Jesus, when he walked into a room, he probably he did that. He was the dude. I tell you what. <laughs> Never had lunch with him myself no. personally, but I just get that vibe yeah. that he was so accepting. And I love that accepting and allowing feeling. Um, I think of Audrey Hepburn very oh, often. And I, I think she one. was so classically beautiful in mm -hmm. a commercial sense, if you want to call it mm -hmm. that, but she also had this sweetness and this courage in her face. And I love that quote. I do workshops and seminars, and sometimes I will put up a slide of that beautiful quote that she used to say all the time about what she thought beauty was, that for beautiful lips, you know, speak kindly and speak the truth, mm -hmm. and for beautiful eyes, see the love and beauty in others. So a person like that is going to make you feel so good. Mm -hmm. And when you feel good, you literally become more beautiful inside and out. Right. Right. I've read about this vibrational change that happens down on the cellular level. When you are surrounded by a positive vibration, it literally goes in and it, it causes good changes in your body cells. So they just do their job better. 
and then that makes your skin glow and everything kind of sparkles and you have that little sizzle and sass and you just feel awesome. Mm, yeah. It does. It just makes you, it makes you feel great. You know who else I love is Joni Mitchell. I think she is oh. so, she's so embodied. I feel like she's so in her body and she just exudes this confidence and this this beauty and this sort of mm -hmm. the same grace that Audrey Hepburn has, but only in, in a different way, in yeah. kind of a cool, you know, She knows exactly way. who she is. Yes. And that's beautiful, too. Confidence, yes. I think, is very beautiful. So authenticity and kindness and that positive love vibration and courage. I've always been a fan of courage. Courage is good, and it comes from the root word cur, which is in French, heart, heart the heart. Yes, yes, it does. A mm -hmm. lot of people think courage means being heroic, and but courage really means coming from the heart. Yes. So, so there's a truthfulness that's implied there. Yeah. And a strength that may not be a loud strength. It may be a very calm and quiet strength. In fact, that's really the most courageous place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about some of the practical ways we can work to be more beautiful. Absolutely. And, and on my podcast, I I aspire to be a whole person in body, mind, and spirit. So maybe we can talk about some ways to be to exude that beauty. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. that it comes from inside, but also some practical ways, everyday ways. If we mm -hmm. maybe if we wake up one morning and <laughs> it's been a you know, one of those sleepless nights or um you or know not feeling so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are what are some cheats we can we can Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I know all about that. Little tips. I yeah, love that. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Um well I think first and foremost, health is a big component of any kind of beauty that you want to talk about. So it's not the type of thing that you can do in in 10 minutes. I mean, you can't drink one cup of tea and then suddenly you're much healthier and you look better. But if you do a little bit every day, a little bit of self-care, a little bit better nutrition, a little bit more exercise, all these things that, you know, our mothers and grandmothers told us when we were kids growing right. up, they really are true. I mean, vegetables create prettier cells than sugar and, you know, fast food. Right. Okay. So that's something that you can do, a, a simple thing that you can do every day, and that'll make a huge, huge difference. Um, but here's a couple fun little tips that I love. I'm a big fan of exfoliating. Mm. Get rid of the dead cells. Yes. The barnacles. Yeah. yeah. The when barnacles. you think of them as barnacles, you <laughs> want them to go, don't you? Yeah. So get rid of the barnacles and be gentle. Not, we're not talking scrub brush and Lysol here. We're talking a very gentle exfoliant scrub, as natural as possible, and just a little a little quickie scrub in the morning in the shower, and just get off that that stuff that where your skin's been taking out the trash all night. Yeah, that's what it does. That, bring that glow back. It does. So, what's your favorite exfoliant, and how often would you mm. recommend it? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, the one I'm, I have currently on my bathroom shelf is one that's not really for someone my age, but I just love it because it's like little teeny gentle grains, and uh, and it works just fine for me. Um, it's an Arbonne scrub, their FC5 line. They have a nice little facial scrub that's very, very gentle, and I like gentle. So I like that one. That That's worked well. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how often would you say exfoliate? You know, I, I was brought up old school with skincare and went to makeup school and all right. of that. And they taught us religiously twice a week. That's it. Okay. And I did that forever. But here's the funny thing. 
a dermatologist shared with me, was, no, it was an esthetician, my bad, and was an esthetician. And I, I love estheticians because they are, they are so close in your skin and they can see way down and all your sun damage and everything. So they really, really know skin. Um, she said that she believed in doing, um, and this is another cool tip, when you cleanse in the evening, mm-hmm. do two washes, cleanse your skin, rinse it off, and then cleanse again and rinse it off. Hmm. And then follow with your serums, your moisturizers, whatever your program is. And then in the morning, then do this little gentle scrub every morning. And then follow with your moisturizers, eye creams, what have you. So I thought, all right, I'll try that. I'm game. And I have to tell you, in a week, I look fantastic. Yeah, you do a beautiful skin. Thank yeah, you. and and at the end of the day, we probably do need to... Two washes. Wash right? a little extra. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's when you think about it, it's not just the day's makeup. Mm-hmm. It is pollution. Yeah. It's whatever dust and pollen and dirt has been flying through the air that you're walking into 24 7. Right. And all of your stress and natural oils and the constant respiration process and the excretion process that your skin is undergoing all the time. Yeah. yeah. There's quite a chemistry project going on there all the time. Yeah. So, from that perspective, it's not a bad idea. Okay. I'm going to start doing that because I know it's funny when I wash my face in the morning. <laughs> Sometimes there's still a little makeup from the day before. So. There you go. So <laughs> yeah. Give it a shot. See yeah. if it works for you. I will for sure. I always try it first and see how it works. How about exercise? I mean, I you know, we all know we're supposed to be exercising and I, I'm a big proponent of it. But just mm-hmm. for energy. I mean, energy is a big beautifier. It is. It is because it puts color in your skin. It makes your hair more vibrant. It gives you that little sparkle in your eyes. It, it changes the voice quality that you project. It changes the way you breathe. Also makes you happier, which makes it you more does. beautiful. It does. Absolutely. <laughs> Miserable people are not often beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it's a little harder for me to work on a miserable person. I have to dig a little deeper to find the love. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I love exercise. And I think it is one of the cheapest easiest ways to get beautiful. How about eyebrows? Can you talk about eyebrows? I love eyebrows. For men and women, because, you know, there's the unibrow and... (laughs) There is. (laughs) So what are the rules? Are there hard and fast rules for eyebrows? Um, Yes, technically there are. Um, We learned them in makeup school, and I do do volunteering work for the Look Good, Feel Better program, which is for the cancer patients all over the country, and I work with a, a hospital local to my town, and I do like a once a month little workshop and the ladies that you know are signed up for that month usually between two and six of them they come in and they're undergoing all kinds of cancer treatment which means if they haven't already at some point they will lose their eyebrows and their eyelashes as well as their hair on their head so it's kind of traumatic for them and very emotional so one of the most important things that I do is teach them how to find where their eyebrows used to be or you know, they'll wake up one morning and they won't be there and they'll right. think they remember where they right. were and they won't remember. So I teach them how to draw them back on in a natural, reasonable way. And it, it's amazing. It really is. So eyebrows are a huge part of not just your facial geometry, but it's also a great little way to to kind of cheat with your makeup. If you don't have time for a full face, do your lips and your eyebrows and some concealer. So you have the top, the middle, and the bottom. And you look groomed. You look polished. professional. You look yeah. polished, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they're very critical. 
Yeah, I do too. I do too. How about hair? I mean, mm. talk about hair and the importance of, I don't know, sometimes I feel like if I'm going to an audition, I feel like hair is more important than anything. Sometimes, Probably that's not true, but... well. <laughs> No, because for someone in your profession, and I feel for people in your profession, I, oh my goodness, what a mind bender. And that is, that is a very challenging space to be in. So, and, and you do it beautifully with such grace. So mm -hmm. I, I give you a lot of credit for that. But I think you're right because hair is one of the first things people see. And if your hair is shiny and healthy and in good condition and has a nice, just a nice, easy style to it, then it just, it just gives you a great look. Yeah, you know, it yeah. looks healthy. It looks pretty. People like to look at hair. People do. It's fun. Hair is fun. It's a great accessory. Oh my gosh! It's, but it's so, so much work. Easy to change. Oh well, <laughs> well yes. <laughs> I always say, I tell my husband, if he ever leaves me, I might marry a hairdresser. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be handy? Just wow. to have Every somebody day. to give but, you a blowout. How about posture? As far Ooh. as inner beauty, posture is a really big thing, isn't it? You, it just made me sit up taller. <laughs> I know. That. So did I. <laughs> I know. There you go. Yes, this is like right out of my seminar. Oh my goodness, you are just you're dead on with so many of these important points that I talk about. Um, posture is huge. Posture is not just a physical health thing for you. It makes you look taller, which gives you, I guess, a more imposing appearance if that's important to you. But it helps your lungs function better. It pulls your rib cage up out of your stomach and your intestines, which, you know, your intestines will be grateful for, <laughs> and helps you breathe more properly yeah, right. and helps your voice project properly. Also, think about it. When I sat up taller, my heart was open. Ah, yes. So just like True. energetically, I'm more available to the people I'm with. I just thought of that. Okay, that's Thank brilliant. You, so, hey, no problem. I'm just here. I'm, you can I'm, have that one. I'm putting the love <laughs> space around it. The brilliance came to yes, you. Yes, thank I you. I will give you credit. But you know what the other thing with posture is? I find it interesting. It's an emotional thing. It's a signal that you send to people. Right. It says, I'm proud of who I am. I'm confident. I'm relaxed. I'm ready to have this conversation with you. I'm present and I'm right here. Yeah. And someone who is more insecure or tense or afraid will kind of cave themselves in, protect their heart and their stomach space and constrict their breathing, constrict their body and shrink away. And you kind of back away from someone like that. It's not attractive. It's not interesting. You're not drawn to it. Mm -hmm. But we're drawn to people that look open and confident. Right. In a non-threatening way. And even if you're feeling a little nervous about a situation and you walk into a room and you just pull your shoulders back up back and down as they say mm -hmm. it just it's like fake it till you make it absolutely and smile smiling smiling and posture can and you can fake until you 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 bring that feeling mm -hmm. upon yourself of confidence and happiness and beauty yeah so absolutely how about sun i guess we have to talk about sun i yeah. love sun i think sun <laughs> I don't know. I think it's gotten a bad rap. And I know skin cancer is out there and people and I'm a little darker skin, so I can spend a little more time in the sun. But mm -hmm. I don't know. A little sunshine makes me happy. So talk about sun and skin care. Okay. And well, as far as wrinkles. And I think you should be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is your face and your checkbook and your vacation and your backyard. That's and the, true. I think you should do what makes you happy. Um, this is an interesting topic because it's very controversial now. And it's funny how media and science tend to go hand in hand for a decade or so, and they will be, they will jump up and down on one thing that right. people do. And they'll say, oh, this is terrible. 
You can't ever do this because it will kill you. And then we all come to believe that and we avoid it. But then the cancer rates don't go down and we're thinking, hmm, okay, whatever. So then they come out with this new thing that says, well, um, actually sun exposure can be very healthy for you under certain conditions. So I, I've been reading a lot about this other side of the fence. So I'm not, I can't pretend that I'm an expert with this. I do know that a lot of sun exposure will age the skin. So I think it's good to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. But it's it's so pretty. It's 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 kind of a cool thing that you can be a different color for a while for a couple yeah. of months. You know, yeah. it's fun to do that. Some people tan with such beautiful color. I don't. I I, I have this Scots Irish background that is just born for self tanners. So I could tell you all the great self tanners on the market. But well, that's another good point. You know, there I, are self tanners sure, out there, so you sure. can always so go I think, that way. I think this is something that. Uh, bears watching and I think it's good to do a little more deep research on this so don't whenever something is on the news keep in mind that this is media and the way media is now each television station or network is now owned by some big media company right and that big media company probably owns four or five big legs or umbrella companies of products right so there's a relationship there that's going to color what they say so do your own research. It's out there. Yeah. And then make your own decision. And if you say, hey, I don't care. The sun makes me happy. Well, then go ahead and be happy. But use some kind of protection. You can get sunscreens that are safer and more natural. And just don't go crazy. You know, don't go be golfing all day, every day with nothing right. at high noon. And just use great skin care and use anti-aging things. Do the exercise. Do the... Um, do the facials. Facials are really great. Do the exfoliating. Scrape mm -hmm. off the barnacles as they come up. So it's a balance. It I is think. a balance. Everything is a balance. It's all yeah. about, yeah, keeping things in, in perspective and, and not doing too much of any one thing, which I guess leads me, I you know, I hadn't thought about talking about this, but I guess we should talk a little bit about plastic surgery and that kind oh, of stuff. Fun topic. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it gets a bad rap, but there is, there is, <laughs> there's some good procedures out there that are keeping people looking beautiful and feeling confident yeah. for years mm -hmm. to come. So, you know, never say never, I guess. But I, I again, know. I'm going to say if it's your face and your checkbook, then it's your decision. Right. And I, kind of I think whatever people, you know, I mean, again, uh, people have to make their own choice with this. Some people really will benefit from a change somehow. Um, and if they do, then then whatever. Um, I'm a little scared. I mean, I, I don't know. I, but I, hey, I, at my age, I'm 57 now, so I can't say that I would never, ever do it. I know. I feel that way, too. I feel like, ah, uh, I'm not going to say yeah. no, but. We'll wait and see. Right. But then by the same token, I do feel, I really want to age gracefully and I want to be, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I just became a grandmother. I want to be, I want to be. A, Congratulations. Uh, That's exciting. I, you know, I want to, I want to do it all. Wow. Are you so, a gorgeous grandmother? Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It was a lot sooner than we expected, but he's just such a blessing. So, Aww. so it's pretty cool. I don't know. I mean, I'm with you. I'm like, uh, I'm not going to weigh in either way, but I do think it's the same thing as son. Use good judgment yes. and and don't get addicted to it like like you see i mean we only hear about the people who go way overboard and it should not be a hobby should not be a hobby thank you very a much a nip and tuck here and there uh, yeah. especially for people in the media i mean they're almost required to do it they they start to get to a certain age and this is this is where this man woman uh, 
imbalance mm-hmm. comes in uh, with the media and, and the business world because it just, it, men are very seldom urged to do the plastic surgery thing in the media world. But women are, once they hit 40, they are, they're being yeah. told, you might want to go get freshened. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that means Botox or Yeah. Or a little quickie or... eye lift or something. Mm. If it's nicely done, you can almost... I mean, you can tell there's something different, but it's not so obvious what's been done. Hmm. So I think good research and a really good doctor. And don't chintz. Yeah. This is the kind of, this is one of those, I used to say there's three things you don't, you don't chintz on. One would be condoms. Don't ever buy cheap condoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's cat litter. Don't buy cheap cat litter. It does not work. Oof. And cheap plastic surgery. It's like a bad idea. Condoms, cat litter, and plastic there surgery. You go. Okay. And that with that... <laughs> We can live happy, healthy lives. Does that put that in perspective for you? Totally. So no cheap plastic surgery. Okay, so here we are. We are to empowered women in our 50s. How can we raise our daughters, the young girls that are coming up, to not buy into this media crap about beauty and to just be embrace who they are and to love themselves and... You know, what is what is the key to that? I mean, I have some ideas, but I don't know if I yeah. did it perfectly either with my daughter. She's... We will never know. Yeah. And I guess that's that's one of those perfect things where we're always going to be worrying and watching them. They, they're on their own journey and they will have to fall down and make mistakes and, and, and get their hearts broken and they will have to figure it out. But I think if you start as soon as possible from the minute they pop out, if you just love them so much and but give them their space and tell them how beautiful and unique they are and encourage them in their talents and their ideas. Give them that safe space to express. Because for women especially, I feel that our our voice, what we have to say, is so tied up in our psyches and who we are mm. that we feel diminished. We feel less beautiful and less amazing and accomplished if we can't speak our truth. Right. So if a young girl is encouraged to always develop herself and learn and grow and speak her mind with clarity and just explore and discover, I think that is a hugely empowering thing. And then she doesn't get the imbalance in her mind so young that, oh, I've got to be so pretty and it doesn't matter what I get in science class. Right, right. I think a lot of women have come a long way and mothers have come a long way with that. And now we almost have to worry about the boys (laughs) a little bit. You know, it seems like it goes in cycles. They're the other half of the world. (laughs) Yes, yes. So we have to, you know. tied together. Mm -hmm. A rising tide lifts all boats. So we have to just raise everyone to be. That's a great quote. Empower. It was John F. Kennedy, I think. Wasn't me. Love it. (laughs) But we just have to raise everybody up. I mean, we're all beautiful in our own way. Mm -hmm. Beautiful and handsome. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I I think inner beauty is very under under um, underrated, underrated, underappreciated, underappreciated. Yes. So let's all be beautiful. Carol Stover. For more information about working with you, coming to one of your beautiful seminars, reading Mm. your book, soon to be published, right? Hopefully soon. Yes. (laughs) Now my business coach will hear this and say, "Are you done that book yet?" Yeah, right. (laughs) I'll get a call. How can we find you? (laughs) Easiest way to find me is to go to my website, carolstover.com, and that's C-A-R-O-L-S-T-O-V-E-R. Correct. Dot com. Mm Thank you so much. This has been another enlightening conversation. <laughs> My and, pleasure. And you're not putting lipstick on me while we're talking. So, I know. So <laughs> but you look so gorgeous. You've got to relax. You're natural and gorgeous. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Bring it out. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Always a pleasure.